You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 41. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. We're doing a little bit of catch-up. One, back-to-back, after three weeks hiatus, zoiks. Um, we have Long. a couple of... Uh, I have a couple of stories to talk about. Like I said from last episode, there was all kinds of stuff, but it basically just narrowed it down to like the few most recent things. And we're just assuming that maybe you guys found all the other stuff. So we'll be playing a ton of catch up. So um, our uh, first story, let me see which one. I guess we'll go for the uh, Inhuman story here. Because I had a couple of stories in front of me and I didn't even put them in a particular order. Usually... I'm, like, more structured and try to do, like, shows, movies, and, like, you know, dedicated topics and segueing. But today's scrambled eggs. You plan for segues? I don't plan for segues, but, like... You just said, I'm structured. I plan for segues. You totally just said that. Well, maybe I did, but, I mean, basically what I'm saying is, like, okay, if we're talking about television shows and then, like, one of the last topics is associated with a television show as it relates to Marvel. And then the next series of topics is movies. And then one of those movies happens to be a Marvel movie. Then it's, you know, an easy segue to go from television shows related to Marvel from movies in that section, starting with the Marvel movie and then moving on to something else. So. Yes. <coughs> whatever. You're fucking, I don't need your criticism. Anyway. Um, so, our uh, first story does have to do with Marvel. <gasps> totally not even planned either. Um, the Inhumans. Basically, details, release dates uh, revealed for Marvel's IMAX shot TV series. Which, um, this is a little different than what you're used to seeing as far as, like, you know, Marvel's releasing movies into theaters slash television shows definitely something different this is from collider and this actually came out yesterday um basically it's almost kind of like a three-way deal with abc um imax and uh marvel and so basically what it is is that inhumans was was supposed to be a standalone movie it was gonna get its own movie it was a little bit farther down the line and then at some point it seemed as though that it was in jeopardy because there was like directors that were no longer directing and there was just a lot of turmoil as far as like whether or not they can actually get anybody together to make this happen so i mean nobody cared about it right so what ended up happening was that i think the movie ended up getting pulled like it was completely taken off the marvel roster and it pretty much seemed like this movie was fucking dead in the water wasn't going to happen then um it kind of got some life back and it seemed as though okay they were going to make it but they were going to make it a fucking television show which is like a huge 180 you're talking about making a standalone movie that's going to get like a theatrical release like every other marvel movie then it's canceled then it's not canceled but it's going to be a tv series instead so um you know, an interesting turn of events to say the least. Well, um, what ended up happening was it is going to get a limited theatrical release. And um, 
I guess the way it's going to happen is they're recording the first two episodes of the Inhumans, but the first two episodes of the Inhumans are going to be released in a uh, limited release in IMAX only. And it's going to possibly be sometime in early September of 2017. And so from there, you're going to get the first two episodes um, in IMAX, in movie theaters, and then um, approximately, let me see here, it says the episodes will enjoy a two-week theatrical run before ABC premieres the first episode on September 26th. The plan is for the eight episodes of the series, first season to run on consecutive Tuesdays as the potential renewals for the Inhumans. Um, so, I think the thing was, is I, somebody was speculating that there was some possibility that ABC might be trying to kind of have this show be a lead-in into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that this might end up being some sort of saving grace for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because right now, um, I don't think it's dying. it's been, it hasn't been renewed as far as I know. The the movies, or not the movie, but um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is basically going to get canceled pretty soon. and Should have been canceled after the first <laughs> season. <laughs> It's been it's been a run. Well, it wasn't. It's never gotten good ratings. Like they have just kept it on basically for the fact that it's a Marvel show, but its ratings have never been good. No matter how hard they try, it just it doesn't work. Well, they never really incorporate. They never really incorporated the Marvel universe as much as one would have hoped. Like you know, you you're in. I mean, I'm interested in what like the Agents of Shield do, but to me, it's like. It's almost like you're expecting like some level of cameo stuff, you know, to be happening with the rest of the movies since you're, you know, you're assuming that kind of integration from what Marvel does and like certain stuff that happens in the show like you kind of see in movies, but like then there's just none of that. Like you don't really get that. And so all you're doing is talking about regular people, but it's supposed to be a movie about you know superheroes right well, so it's like their problem is is they can't have the talent that they have in the movies come on to that show it would they, be too expensive they have far surpassed that <laughs> i mean yeah they have freaking oh what's his name drawing a blank the agent agent colson yeah him uh -huh. it's not, he's not a bad actor but they can afford him and then What's her right, name? Right, I mean, he's not fucking Chris Evans, right? Right. I mean, and, um... Oh. Are you talking about Allie Larder? Or is that her name? No, that's not her name. Colby... What we say Why her last name? Why the fuck they say Allie Larder? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> She's the girl from Heroes. She okay. was in Heroes. That's why, okay. I'm not so, talking about her, though. So I was, a, I was in the, I was in the superhero... I was in that frame of mind right wrong, there. But completely heroes. fucking wrong. <laughs> The one that was in the Jack Reacher movie. Right. Um, I know you're talking about. Drawing yeah. a blank on Drawing her name. Drawing a blank on her name. Um, she started in TV, though. And she's a good actress, too. But 
They could bring her back. I heard she was on the show for a little while. So I don't know. But I mean, that's because the talent is there and it's affordable. Sorry, guys. It's affordable. Yeah, Kobe Smulders. There we go. Who played Turner. So. And she smolders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. Even from like a regular woman's point of view. Like well, she's and they even had Haley Atwell for a little bit. Yeah. Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. But. Way better than Kobe Smulders. I mean, we saw where that went, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is it's, it's it's all about oversaturation. You know, like Netflix, they, they have, you know, I mean, they, they started off with a few Netflix, Marvel shows that they had, excellent shows, but if they're basically just going to basically put their back against the wall and then keep pumping out Marvel shows, I mean, think about it. They make a lot of great shows, but, like, let's say that they put all their eggs into one basket and then, like, 80% of their original content was Marvel-related. Eventually, you're going to kind of get like a hero fatigue where it's like, okay, we get it. You know, I mean, Marvel's great and everything, but, you know, can we see something else that's not that? Well, we need I some variety. Marvel needs to get off the primetime TV train. They I, definitely have to just go need, streaming only. They need to keep it to Netflix because that's where their better shows are. I mean, statistically proven, that's where their watchers are. It's not on primetime or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't be struggling the way that it is. Agent Carter wouldn't have gotten canceled like it did because And that was a good cried. show. I mean, a lot of people said it was a good show. Yeah, everyone cried for that show, but the numbers weren't there. Right. Well, why aren't you watching it if you want that show so bad? But, you know, all, all it comes down to is people don't sit down to watch a television, uh, watch a television show, and it's a lot of time slot. If, I mean... You watch a lot of TV shows. We, you know, we watch other TV shows that you know are on regular cable, but we do watch other shows, and those those shows we record them and watch them later. Very seldom do we actually sit down when it's actually airing and watch it. Like exceptions are like Walking Dead. I mean, even like Westworld. Westworld's a fantastic friggin' show, um, and Westworld will just record it and watch it the next day on like a, on Monday evening. So. Um, it's, to me, it doesn't, where television is and where it was, I mean, obviously it's like changing drastically and just people aren't plopping down in front of the couch like they used to for that type of programming. Yeah. I mean, people want to be able to watch what they fucking want to watch and it just makes sense to have it on streaming. They do plop down for the CW superhero shows because the Flash, Arrow and Supergirl, they're killing it. So it's a perspective thing, I think, too, because ABC obviously isn't doing it with Marvel, but Netflix is. But the CW, they have the DC characters over there. And they're doing their job. They're doing it well for TV. So, but we're maybe. comparing. But we're comparing apples and oranges too, because Marvel, as they're uh, as they relate to you know those shows we're talking about, um, Agent Carter. We're talking about um, Agents of Shield, and you know whoever else. Those shows are focusing on the human support system that's there four superheroes and you probably get like sprinklings of supers in it but they're not the supers we want to see whereas um the cw there's shows about 
those superheroes, the big heroes, Flash, uh, you know, fucking Superman, Supergirl, you know, all of those shows, you know, Green Arrow, they're all, they're all legitimate fucking superheroes, and it's focusing on all of their adventures and all the shit they have going on. That's shit that people want to see. I mean, obviously, if we were to, if if Marvel was to have a show that's based on actual heroes or like an actual fucking team on a, you know syndicated television or like a fucking there was a syndicated show on a network there was marvel let's say like for instance um well i think an the x-men agents, show or the X- do have powers though i believe but some I, of them do right what i'm, so what I'm saying like what i'm saying like focusing on like actual superheroes not just the agents and like they have some abilities or they have fucking special toys i'm talking like like a fucking television show that's like focusing on x factor like a television but who cares about legion though like you can't tell me that everybody's all where's the legion show where's the legion show at like well see that one actually looks interesting to me though it seems interesting the commercials make it look interesting and for those who know who legion is basically the son of charles xavier he's a he's a very powerful hero possibly one of the most powerful um mutants of all the thing is is like from a mainstream standpoint unless you're you're in that you're in that verse you're totally into it you don't know who fucking legion is like i know who legion is you kind of probably know who legion is but i'm saying like Somebody else that has nothing, doesn't know shit about superheroes or has, like, a very limited amount of information about what superheroes are, like, Legion doesn't make any sense. But to me, it makes sense for them because they probably were able to score um, Legion's rights for, like, next to no money. And they figured, oh, we can make this super cool because of all the shit that he can do. So it makes sense for their bottom line, but it doesn't make sense from a point of view where it's, like, there's no there's not as much recognition for somebody else for something else um that's that's why i said it doesn't make any sense like i said like you know i mean x factor's old and x factor's like you know i think kind of out of the picture obviously like x-men and things like that are in the forefront like fantastic four those things like everybody knows those but like you know a group like x factor you're focusing on all these different superheroes there's some great fucking heroes with superpowers in X-Factor. Um, and so I just think like something like that would make more sense as far as being able to keep a show on the air. But, you know, Marvel's never going to do anything like that because there's too much potential to have a really, really big, you know, potentially billion-dollar-making movie from something like X-Factor. So, like, why would you take it, make it a television show, maybe it's semi-successful, maybe it's not, and then it gets canceled in six seasons, you know, it just, it, I mean, I get why they do it. It just doesn't make any sense. DC, I think, is desperate enough to be able to license their people and have them on TV the way that they do with Green Arrow and Supergirl and Superman and Flash. And it worked for them. But, I mean, we also see how their movies are in terms of just, you know, whether people like them or not. They're very hated because it they're... Their shit just kind of hasty and put together when you're comparing it to Marvel, so you know, <coughs> is what it is. But uh, you know, kind of got a little off topic on, you know, what exactly uh, we were talking about as far as the Inhumans. But 
you know, it's just interesting that, um, you know, they're going to basically have those, you know, first two shows have that limited theatrical release, you know, in different regions. I mean, it's probably not going to be obviously limited. So it's probably gonna be in like major cities, um, you know, or maybe even some semi larger cities that are just lucky enough to get it. It's going to have a two week run. And then it's going to segue into ABC's, uh, show and, uh, pretty much go from there. And I mean, I'm assuming if it's successful, then they'll keep going with it. But, uh, just something a little different than you're used to seeing. So, I mean, that'll be cool. Uh, I mean, this, this right here is what I'm talking about in terms of what we hope to see. This is about actual fucking superheroes, about an actual superhero group. So I actually see this being pretty successful in terms of like people actually either watching it or TiVoing it and watching it later. I think that this is going to be significantly more successful than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter or any of the other crap. So hopefully it is. And, you know, if it is, then this is going to be the warm water for them. You know, this is their, this is their toe in the water. And if it's warm, then they'll, you know, follow it up with other stuff. But if this tanks, you know, any other superhero Marvel shows getting put on, put on uh, daytime television is probably not going to happen. And, uh, you know, while we're talking about TV shows and stuff like that, um, Netflix, and this this announcement was yesterday as well. Um, so, or was it yesterday? Maybe it was. It was a, th- yeah, it was yesterday. So this is from Uprox, and uh, basically there's an announcement that Netflix um, is going to allow you to download their shows and movies. What do you think about that? Eh. I don't know. You're not like excited like, oh, there's this one show I want on my phone so that when I'm in the doctor's office, I can, you know, watch it. I mean, we have unlimited plans, so like we don't care like what we stream. We have unlimited plans with Verizon, so like we'll just watch whatever the fuck we want, wherever we want, assuming we can get like, you know, decent connection. But say you don't have connection, say the service sucks wherever you happen to be, you're in the basement of some fucking building or whatever, I mean... Doesn't that seem pretty cool, at least? I don't never watch anything, like, I don't know, like when I'm in the doctor's office or whatever. I hate when people do that. I don't like hearing your things. I'm sorry. Headphones. We'll see. Put one earbud in. I don't take your... You know, I use the big 90s, like, headphones. Yeah. I guess they're not big, but, you know, the little ones with the little spongy things over them. (laughs) I like those. I don't carry them around with me unless I'm going to the gym. I don't know. I mean, that's cool, but... She doesn't like the little earbuds in her ears. And they, they, they touch the insides of her ears, and she's like, Dirt! Don't touch my ears! No. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't really happen. But she does use the older phones, so... I mean, you could just use the ones with earbuds like everybody else in the, uh, you know, 2010s. They bother my ears. Yeah, so... Um, I think it's cool. I mean, there might be... Okay, you're traveling on an airplane. Uh, airplane, you might not have... Your, I mean, maybe you're on a fucking fancy plane where it has Wi-Fi or something <laughs> like that. But if you're not, you're able to download a bunch of shit on a tablet. You have a tablet that has a shit ton of memory on it. Put a couple of fucking movies on there. Put a, you know, put a fucking whole television series on there. You know, when you actually have internet to download it. Get on the plane. Guess who has 10 hours of content? That'd be cool. I mean, especially if you're traveling somewhere really far. You know, you can catch up on a whole series or do whatever. I mean, I think 
that it is neat that you have the option to do something like that. Um, you know, you're somewhere for an extended period of time. You're not lucky enough like us to have, you know, the old grandfathered like Verizon plans or something like that, where we can just stream wherever we want. Um, you know, you can download all of these shows over your Wi-Fi, you know, your home Wi-Fi network, and then take them with you so that you're not having to gobble up data. Um, you know, and basically like, you know, save you that data to, you know, basically just do regular surfing or use Facebook or whatever the case may be. So it's going to cut down on the amount of data you actually have to use. <gasps> Somebody's at the door. I ordered millions of fucking packages <laughs> from Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So I'm going to pause this real second. It's probably going to be a jerky one. And it was, in fact, a UPS dude that came with a package unmarked. So maybe it's a bomb. Right. Or maybe it's just the bomb inside. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. What was I going with that? Okay, so I think the potential's there. I think it's cool. I think it can save people a shit ton of data. I mean, maybe some people are on T-Mobile where they can have unlimited data, but realistically, are you really getting a shit ton of data on a place like T-Mobile or Sprint? No, because like, if you read the fine print, it tells you it like slows it to like snail speeds. After like a certain amount. Or it's like, I mean... They're like, oh, yeah, our network's so big, or, oh, it's within Verizon stuff. But, I mean, I don't think it's where Verizon is, you know. Um, I don't trust the floppy actor guy that went from Verizon to Sprint <laughs> to say it's within 1% of each other. Because right. Because you're a flip-flopper. Mm-hmm. Like pancakes. He's a pancake. It's like, no, I can't hear you now. Because you're on Sprint, that's why. Exactly. I mean... Get off my TV. Yeah, I mean, for people that don't have just unlimited data or some form of something like that, this is going to work out for those people. You know, people that are in buildings that just have, you know, crap internet because there's so much, like, electrical interference. Um, and it, you know, if you work in a fucking hospital or, like, you do stuff like that, all those kind of things have all sorts of interference where you just can't get any sort of connection. And, I mean, something like this... You know, put a couple of shows on there, watch them. When you watch them, delete them, put something else on there. I think that's totally cool. A lot of people were just kind of like, eh. Other people, uh, well, Amanda. Other people were like, yay. Uh, totally tubular. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that, I don't think it's a bad idea. The potential is there for those people that want to utilize it. Obviously, if you don't, you don't. It's not a big deal. They're not charging anything extra. I mean, it's not going to cost you anything extra, so... Because I mean, they already I, raised your prices earlier in the year, so might as well get something for it, right? Well, I'm actually surprised that they're not changing the price. I mean, because, uh, you know, all these all these shows, they might be like, oh, licensing. You yeah, because if they did it again, they lose more people. I mean, they already raised the prices once and people got mad and left, so they're not going to do it again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, not so soon. But you know what? How many people have Netflix, also have Hulu, also have Amazon Prime, also, you know, it's like, it's like $2. It's like, you know what? Probably if you're watching Netflix, you're not watching Hulu a lot. Or if you're watching Hulu, then you're not really into Netflix. It seems like everybody's like, oh, if Netflix had anything to watch, there's all kinds of shit. Like They both offer different things, I think. I mean, Amazon Prime, I think, is like a, a pretty good comparison to Netflix. I think Hulu kind of sucks. I don't. I mean, honestly, I, like I don't know why I still pay for Hulu. 
They have as a matter my... of fact, I think I'm going to cancel my Hulu shit as soon as we're done with this podcast because I don't know why I keep spending five ninety nine on that bullshit. Hulu has my Sabrina the Teenage Witch reruns. I love that show. Um, I'm not paying five ninety nine for Sabrina the Teenage Witch reruns. They have SpongeBob, which is nice for the kids because Netflix doesn't have SpongeBob anymore. But they got all kinds of other kids shows on fucking Netflix, and they're happy with that. But the kids love SpongeBob. But they don't fucking use it. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They Sometimes. never fucking use it. Yeah, she's all trying to say. She's trying to save Hulu. We don't even fucking use it. I like Hulu. She's just I like, use Hulu. She's just like, no. Whatever you don't use, it's you not going to be there of. when I finally whatever, decide to watch it. Whatever. But I'll tell you what. In four months and you decide you want it again, we'll get it again. <laughs> so That's I think it's lie. neat. I think it's neat. Um, neat now, neat. moving on. You know what? I will fucking stab you. I will stab you. That's recorded for everyone to hear. My phone is super blunt, so I'm gonna stab you really hard. That's for everyone to hear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're a sufferer, exactly. Anyways, you you know, and since we're talking about streaming, (laughs) this is just a real quick little something here. Um, Last. God, I mean, I guess technically it's last month now. We were, when we were at uh, Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con, um, there was a talk from the Funimation lady that uh, they were partnering with Crunchyroll. uh, Basically, like, you know, the two biggest places that deliver um, anime on a global scale. And uh, Crunchyroll, basically known for a lot of their subtitle content, uh, and the fact that they're able to get anime out in a timely manner from when it's aired in Japan. Um, they have some stuff that's dubbed, but I mean, most of their content is just subtitled. Um, or fun or Funimation, basically, on the other hand, they focus a lot on English language dub, you know, or broadcast dub streaming. And so their focus are basically on two different things. And what they're trying to do is share the content that they have so that you can access Crunchyroll's subtitles while Crunchyroll people can access Funimation's broadcast dubs. So it just gives you overall more content and, you know, they're not necessarily, like, fighting over subscribers because now they're kind of in this, you know, friendly friendship. Now they're friends. And, uh, you know, I mean, ben- it, mean ten- it just benefits, um, you know, anime lovers and... I've watched, you know, a lot of anime. I'm not nearly as big of an anime fan as, like, you know, some other people are. I haven't even been to the Anime Expo, which, I mean, is only two hours away from us. We missed the opportunity this year. Definitely going to go next year because I, I want to go there at least the one time. Um, but uh, when this this happened, I'm like, you know what? I already have a Crunchyroll subscription. I've already watched, you know, several of my favorite, uh, you know, shows on Crunchyroll. But... Um, I do like, you know, the idea of having a shit ton of content that's English dub just because in, in like, this is basically what she'd explain why she liked it, which makes sense for like me or Amanda, because sometimes we'll be watching a show, kind of look down on our phone a little bit, but we're still paying attention, um, you know, to the show that we're watching. But, you know, people just do that nowadays. And so to read the, the thing is, is, you know, sometimes you, you just cannot do that when you're watching a subtitled show just because, you can't be fucking reading while you're glancing at something else, and so you end up missing. You just can't watch it. You have to have, you know, you have to pretty much, you know, have to be watching that show with its undivided undivided attention. And so, um, you know, having the broadcast dubs, you know, you can actually just watch a show and relax, and that's cool. 
And so we did sign up for Funimation, and I've been watching a crap ton of shows. Um, I have like a big old list, but uh, right now I'm watching Overlord, um, Assassination Classroom, and I watched like the first. Thanks for watching that without me. I watched like by the, the way. What you didn't show any interest in that one? You're like, it's weird. That teacher has a big old yellow head. Not. No, you did. You didn't. You're you were stupid. St- <laughs> You're stupid. You thought it looked dumb. I didn't say that one looked dumb. I said that one looked interesting. Some of the other ones looked dumb, where it's just girls and their boobs. Whatever. I even tried. Oh, speaking of girls and boobs, there was um, <sighs> another one, uh, another show called Prison School, which seems fucking weird. I tried to watch. I tried to. I, I watched like one episode, but I'm still watching Overlord and uh, the uh, the other show. Don't point that finger at me. I don't care if you got some stupid meeting to go to. We're in a podcast. Podcast priorities. So, as I was saying, um, basically, if you haven't, uh, you know, subscribed to Funimation. Um, see, I wanted I, to see Prison School. I, I would suggest that one like interesting. Well, we'll fucking watch it again. I only watched one episode of Prison School. I'm probably like six episodes into Assassination Classroom. I think there's like. Twice as many as that. I mean, there's, like, there's fucking two seasons, so, like, I'm not even... I'm only, like, halfway through the first season, so, I mean, we can just start over again. Overlord, though, I think I only have, like, two or three more episodes. Which, Overlord was basically a television show where this kid is playing a game that's, like, a big MMORPG, and base, it's run its course, and it's basically gonna be taken offline, much like Nostalgia's private server. And so, what ends up happening is... He stays online um, so that when the server goes down that, you know, he was still on. Well, what ends up happening is the server fucking goes offline, but nothing. Ha- it seems like nothing happens. He's still in the game. He can't log out. He realizes that he's able to interact with uh, NPCs like that are basically like in his guild hall that seem more lifelike, and he's actually able to control and that some of the other people in the world that are also NPCs, like, they're just kind of, like, living their life still. Um, he's obviously got a lot, like, significant power, um, you know, compared to these NPCs. Most of his weaker spells are, like, their most powerful, and so he's almost like a god. Uh, you know, god level in, there. But, uh, you know, are there other players that are also trapped in this world, too? And the thing is, is are they going to be a threat to him? Because he's playing, like, a... What's similar to, like, a warlock undead class. So, you know, obviously if somebody's playing a fucking, like, human class or whatever, you know, it could spell trouble for him. And so he's, you know, kind of tiptoeing through the world trying to figure out how it's different from the original game because he finds out that there's a lot of significant differences as far as just uh, landscape and people. So it was neat. And I'm still watching it. Haven't finished it. Um, And so, like I was saying... Just to wrap this part up is that if you haven't tried Funimation, I would definitely give it a try. The English dubs are really cool. Um, I like, you know, being able to just watch the show. I still have Crunchyroll, though, so I would say just to keep both. Um, They're both good. But, uh, you know, because just I love the English dubs. And I would always try to find them in Crunchyroll, and, like, they just didn't have a lot of them. Um, So, moving on from that... We focus on Nintendo and the douchebags that have been buying the fucking Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition, which is almost it's it's fucking priced what MSRP of fifty nine ninety nine everywhere you're allowed to purchase these systems. 
and all of these cock pieces bought up all the systems or sold out everywhere and they freaking take him and put him on goddamn eBay and Craigslist for like two, three, two hundred, three hundred $300? What the fuck? I saw someone trying to sell one for 5000 I mean, who the fuck does? I mean, oh God. I mean, I know this is capitalism. I know that it's about supply and demand. Obviously, a lot of this falls on Nintendo because Nintendo has always had a problem with production. Now, we can all agree, for those that follow this, that Wii U wasn't a super popular system. Now, the Wii U didn't didn't sell nearly the amount of units that Xbox or PlayStation sold. Um, But, despite that fact that they weren't flying off the fucking shelves like Xbox or PlayStation, a lot of stores that carried Wii U, they still had a hard time keeping the fucking Wii U's on the shelves because, hardware-wise... They just weren't keeping up stock. So they, the, the, the thing is, is one of two things is possible. Either Nintendo is purposefully creating some sort of um, like artificial demand by like holding back the amount of systems they're capable of putting out. I think to, they did it on purpose. To create this high demand. Or their marketing person is a fucking moron and didn't realize that they were going to have a super popular system on their hands during the Christmas season and just didn't anticipate such a high demand for these systems. they did it on purpose. I mean, because like, okay, Sega had their shit out, right? They had their little Sega system that had all the old classic Sega shit. But like, I mean, fucking Sega systems weren't flying off the shelves. Nobody cares about Sega. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's fucking Nintendo. Like, there's no comparison. So, I mean, my thing is, I don't know which one it is. I'm hoping it's the latter and that they're not creating this artificial fucking, uh, you know, demand. But, you know, these people are... I I fucking hate people that do that. We were just talking about this last podcast with, like, people buying up BlizzCon tickets and fucking scalping them for five, six times the price. I mean, they're really fucking people over. I mean, I know that's the capitalistic way... As far as supply and demand goes, but like, you know, four or five, six times the price is just retarded. Um, and uh, I, I'm not even complaining about this because we plan on getting one of our kids a system. We know better. Our fucking kids play PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Wii U, fucking 3DS. This this system is a fad. Kids are going to play it for like fucking a week. And then they're going to be like, Ooh, let's go back to the PlayStation. Like, who's really going to fucking be playing that all the time? I mean, this is like a nostalgia thing for, you know, people growing up that played this. Like, fuck me. I fucking played all these games. Um, You know, so, I mean, the nostalgia's there. I'd like to play them. 60 bucks is overpriced for this shit. I mean, you could already get, um, not a, uh, I'm trying to think. uh, You can basically already get all these games. On some sort of like, I'm I'm at a loss for the word, but uh, like a modulator? No, I don't know. But basically, you can already play all of these games on a fucking computer, and you basically just go to the fucking Best Buy and buy a PlayStation-looking controller for like fucking twenty, thirty bucks that like Nyko makes, and you can just you know an emulator. You can just emulate all of these fucking games and you're not even going to play anywhere. You're not even going to pay anywhere close to 60 bucks or 200 or $500. So 
I think that's super lame. And I will move on to our final topic, which has to do with Nintendo and um, their agreement with Universal Studios. This actually came out the day before yesterday, um, and I actually got this from Business Insider, and it's Nintendo bringing its iconic characters to Universal Studios theme parks. Um, They're going to have them in Hollywood and Florida. I believe they were also going to do one in Japan. Um, Well, that would make sense. Yeah, of course. Um, So, essentially... Um, the story has been in the works for some time and the two companies issued an update Tuesday morning that, uh, Nintendo attractions will be open at Universal Studios Japan, Orlando Resort, and Universal Studios Hollywood across the next several years. The attractions will be expansive, immersive, and interactive, uh, according to the release, and they'll be highly themed and authentic environments filled with multiple attractions, shops, and restaurants. Um, basically, a real-life version of Wii U's <laughs> Nintendo Land, which is Maybe essentially... some pizza and spaghetti? I'm, you know, if I was going to be fucking excited for any attraction that was going to get released at a fucking theme park, this is it. This is super exciting. Um, you know, basically having the Nintendo Land come to life in the landscape of Mario and all of these other all these other environments I mean e- even for kids adults that's that's something that I would definitely pay the money to to see and experience um preferably in Japan since I'd already wanted to go to Japan anyways it would be neat to experience that's just one more thing to do in Japan while I'm there but um we're also extremely close to L.A., so Hollywood's the realistic goal. Um, but uh, all that aside, I'm pretty excited for that. I mean, Universal Studios, too, isn't that expensive when you're comparing it to, like, Disneyland tickets. That's or Disneyland's just expensive overall. Yeah. I mean, would you take your family... Well, I, mean, I mean, would you take the family... You're, you're a random person. Would you take, a you know, a family and fucking pay... You know, 120 bucks ticket, go to Universal Studios and, you know, for the sole purpose of just experiencing Nintendo stuff. I mean, especially if you're a person that's already been to Universal, you've already experienced all the other shit. Would you go back and just for that? Maybe. I don't know. It depends. What would it depend on? Depends on the family, I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's say the you fucking smart ass. Let's say the family. Let's say the family has the money. The family has the money. Family has the time. Days off aren't an issue. Whatever. I mean, what I'm saying is like, well, if, yeah, there was, if there was, that. if there I was, if there was other shit that you could do, would you want you know your trip to be, you know, Hollywood or Florida or whatever, to experience Universal Studios? And, you know, specifically to do this new portion of the park if you've already been there. I mean, do you think this is enough to bring people back in that say don't have a season pass or just like, oh, yeah, duh, I'll go because I have a season pass. You don't have a season pass. Is that enough to bring somebody back again within a relatively, you know, within like a year or two's time to go back and experience this portion of the park? 
Well, sure, because plenty of people have done that for Harry Potter, the whole section they added for that. And even when they redid it with The Simpsons. Well, yeah, this so. man, The Simpsons, though, I mean, that, yeah, that was, The Simpsons was huge. I mean, obviously, Harry Potter's like a fucking billion dollar, I mean, po- uh, fucking maybe encroaching trillion dollar fucking range, you know, when it's all said and done. But, um, yeah, I mean, those two franchises definitely make sense. And Super Mario is definitely like the most iconic of all, right? So. There's plenty of, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of people that are attached to Nintendo. Take a look at those things that just sold out everywhere. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, you know. And uh, especially in Japan, that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be nuts. And and the thing is, too, is, you know, they already have the Nintendo Switch coming out. What's weird is that I don't know if this is like a production thing where they're just not ready yet. But do you do you find it a little weird that they're marketing their Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition for the Christmas season and not their Nintendo Switch? Like, why would they release their Nintendo Switch in March? It's probably not ready yet. I don't know. I mean, to me, it almost seems... Uh, I mean, I know why they wouldn't release them at the same time. You don't want a bunch of the fucking little mini NESs to outsell the switch that would be embarrassing but um you know like why you wouldn't want to push the switch when you have xbox and you have xbox one releasing the xbox uh the xbox one s and you have playstation releasing like their their playstation pro um which are basically just semi-upgraded versions of the current systems they wouldn't win well, they wouldn't win, but people still are excited about Nintendo, and so they're still going to sell a shitload of units. And the thing is, it's not like three months' time or four or five... Because the, the Xbox One S and the PlayStation Pro have only been out for a little while. What I'm people saying, will have more money in March. They won't compete with the sales now, and they'll have more money. Well, okay, if they're if it's about money, why not release it until like after, like until April, not March? You're tax talking returns. about like people that already have... Yeah, I mean, people already have their tax returns... And you know, then they people can people that file their early money. already have their tax returns. Yeah, we always have our fucking shit back in like February. Because huh? the deadline for taxes is, is in like April. April. Yeah, well, you know, got those late, got those late boomers too. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, it seems a little weird. Um, I mean, it seems promising. I mean, the thing is, is they pretty much stopped trying to compete with them after the fucking GameCube. After they released the GameCube, they pretty much decided that they weren't going to try and compete with them on a direct level anymore. I mean, maybe once upon a time that they were on the same level when it was in 64 days. But uh, those days are behind them. And they pretty much have to find their own niche to get their own, you know, to get their shit done. Because they're never going to be on the same level as Xbox or PlayStation when it comes to that sort of stuff. And I mean, I mean, fucking Sega. Sega has just got terminated, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess that's it. Uh, you know, we're I'm, I'm super excited for... You know the 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 release of this whole new section of the park. I mean, because we still haven't even taken uh, we haven't even taken our kids to the Radiator Springs section of fucking Disneyland yet. But it, I mean, at the time we were like, you know, they'd announced it when like Cars is like super popular, and you know, once it was finally done, like our kids like weren't that into the Cars movies anymore. But now you know Disney's coming out with Cars three, which looks like. Sad. Super fucking serious. 
like my son wants to see it like he was totally into cars and now he's like oh yeah dad i gotta see cars but (laughs) it's bad like you know the preview for it is bad when like your 10 year old kids like this dad does it look like lenny mcqueen's gonna die like do you think they're gonna kill him like, do you think he's going to die? Like, you could see the wreck, like his car's flipping. And he's like pulling out his Lightning McQueen car and he's like showing me how it was flipping in the show. Like, he's like, do you think he'll die? Because Doc died. He's all in the, in, in the Cars movies. You know? Well, Doc died because the voice died. He doesn't know that though. He doesn't know that the voice died. He just knows that fucking Doc died. And so he's like, look, they killed Doc. Are they going to kill Lightning McQueen? And I'm just like, I, I, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it. But the movie looks like like it's taking a very serious turn. The thing is, though, is I, it, I think maybe they're getting back to like the, the roots of like what made Cars good the first time. The first time, he was very folksy and, you know, there was some shit to be learned, you know, from from the first one the second one just kind of like went off on a tangent and they just did did all kinds of stuff with this cars world that they wanted to experiment with and then they kind of went political with it and you know i mean it wasn't i don't think as successful as the first one and maybe this third one they're kind of trying to go back you know kind of trying to swing around and you know get back to what made the first one great so um you know that's pretty much it for our show um Thanks for listening. Uh, email us if you want. ThatConversationalist.gmail.com We're on Facebook at Conversationalist. We're on Twitter at, at ThatConPodcast. Uh, we're on SoundCloud at ThatConversationalist. You can also check us out on iTunes under Conversationalist and Podcasts. Um, so we prefer that you download us there, but obviously you want to listen to us on SoundCloud because you have the app on your phone. That's tied too. Um, so I'm Jesse. Here with Amanda. Yay. This episode 41. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye.